Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. I am Joseph Grimshaw. And we're here today to talk about Star Wars meets the real world. Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun because one of us got to experience something. They had a little field trip and we're going to dive in and that inspired the, uh, what we hope uh, is another fun and deep and exciting conversation here talking Star Wars. Before we do that, though, we want to take care of that business and remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. As always, a little bit later, we'll have our four center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. We always ask, 
hey, friend, any Star <laughs> Wars or life adventures? And that's going to kind of factor in a lot. But, but Joseph, uh, we'd have to start. Yeah. Uh, you got yourself a lightsaber. That's How'd you get right. it? I went to the Black Spire Outpost on Batuu <laughs> in our real world, Galaxy's Edge Disneyland. Yeah, man, it was amazing. So, yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking about a lot, that a lot, thinking about that a lot. I have, I think, 5,000 photos on my phone that I took uh, of that whole adventure. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was really amazing. We'll get into it. It was really amazing. Um, yeah, it, it's inspired in today's topics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The other Star Wars adventure I had is my uh, Celebration merch finally came, so I got that George Lucas flannel <laughs> that says yeah. Star Wars Celebration 2019. So yeah. I'm very happy. Can't wait for some cool weather to wear. <laughs> Just going to say, wait, yeah, how can you figure? It's, it's, it's been, uh, it's August, so it finally got hot here, especially out in the valley. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it has, if I'm remembering correctly, it's almost got a crisp. Christmas vibe. It does. It's, <laughs> it's black and red. It's very festive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wear that around. That's so. <laughs> that's it. You, I know you've been busy doing writing and shows and those things. So you haven't had time to sit down and play a game or. Uh, yeah, I played a little, yeah, I played a little Battlefront. Uh, that's been great. Uh, you know, my wife and I the other day uh, uh, watched The Force Awakens, and yeah. we don't have time very often to just be like, let's watch. A movie. Yeah. What do we? And we both felt exactly like The Force Awakens. I think was we, we had been to Galaxy's Edge. Right. It was really fun to just like. I wasn't studying for trivia. I wasn't <laughs> like trying to dig deep for one particular thought on Star Wars counseling yeah. or anything. It was really fun to just watch that movie and just remember how much I like it. That's great. Yeah, we uh, Grace and I. She's been saying that too of uh, lately. Like, I just kind of want to watch Force Awakens, which you think is is part of the appeal of that movie. Yeah, uh, it, it really strikes that tone. Fun, sit down. I mean, that's every Star Wars movie, right? But but I think you you know what I mean. Where it's like you just like it's a, it's a neat like it's pour a drink and watch yeah. the Force Awakens. <laughs> exactly, go on an adventure. <laughs> Said the nine year old. Can we pour a juice box? Uh, as for me, Star Wars Life Adventures have been the middle of of a move, so that kind of. The adventures are deciding what figures and collectibles I'll be able to display <laughs> or want to display. Yeah. And so far, I'll tell you what, I've thought a couple times, I think it might be time to perch. Oh, no. And no. every time. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, but <laughs> that it, word has extra meaning in the land of it, Star Wars. It, yeah, it's true. The Jedi purge, the action figure purge. The Funko Pop. Yeah, the Funko. Don't order 66, your action figures. <laughs> Wipe them out. <laughs> and I can't. And I can't. And I guess that's the sign of, one, a collector, two, possibly a hoarder. Um, <laughs> but I can't, man. I don't know. I think I've got a residual effect from, you know, the the uh, getting rid of my counter figures. Yeah. And it's not the same. There's no – It's not. I'm not doing it for money value. Yeah. I just – I'm like, I, I can't <laughs> yet. Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. You so can, that's been my adventures. Having them out on storage, that's one thing. Because yeah. you can get to the point where, like, okay, this is a museum for Star Wars action figures, not a home. Thank you. Uh, I understand like that. You're I, helping but, me there. But, man, storage. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm, I, I have invested in, um, you know, and, and you know, not, not to get the person, but I'm scrimping and saving, and I don't have a lot of dollars flowing in, but I am investing in a, a shed on my property that I'm going to have. Yeah. And I'm like, I want one big enough, and it seems like overkill, but I want to walk in and do what you just described, a museum of my own collection. So, yeah, not just, like, stored away, but you can walk in but that, and, and visit. Get some shelves. Yes, and yeah. I can pull them out of boxes. Oh. I have the big plastic totes, but just yeah. be like, oh, there is the Praetorian Funko Pop. There it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someday when I have enough money, maybe I will rent an office 
and yes. never go there to work, but just put all my action figures. Well, there. that that's on the docket down the line, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's that's. Uh, I went to a. I think uh, you know Billy Patterson, producer of yeah. Screen Junkies. I went to his house to record a show, and and he and his wife had just bought a little condo. It's great, a townhome, but he has his office. And yeah. I walked in. I went, yes, yes, this is what I want. <laughs> I need this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can dream. Stare into the twin sunsets and dream. <laughs> Four Center. What Joseph and Ken want to do with their collectibles. <laughs> so that's really my life adventures: packing and not packing. But here, talking Star Wars, and we're, we're going to dive into some news right now. And not a lot. We always say. You go through these periods, eh, slow news, slow news. But I think there's some meaty, juicy stuff here. Yeah. Some of which, uh, you know, you and I talk Star Wars a lot of other places. Uh, sometimes just, you know, in conversation with people we meet on the street. <laughs> and I love, I always love coming back home to Force Center. Force Center is my home, your home, Jennifer's home as well. And having these discussions with, with you and, and Jennifer when she's on. And, and uh, Jennifer's doing good. We're going to try to get her on a phone call soon. Schedules, uh, scheduling stuff too. Um, so I know a lot of you miss Jennifer, but anyways, my point is these headlines, I've, I've, I'm so happy to get a chance to talk with you here. And we're going to start first with this story. The headline reads, George Lucas gave John Favreau some familiar advice for the Mandalorian. Yeah. And reading from the IGN article, cause this popped up everywhere <laughs> once it broke. Uh, George Lucas and John Favreau spoke uh, during the before, during, probably even after the making of The Mandalorian, but Favreau focused on this thing, and there's a, a lot to the quote. I'm going to focus on this one first. He says, one thing he, George Lucas, said to me was, remember, John, the real audience for all stories and all myths is the kids that are coming of age. Uh, Favreau adds, because he's really a Joseph Campbell ad- adherent. Um he goes on to talk about, and I'm gonna, uh, sorry, as I forgot to click it up here. Oh, yeah, click that um, up. That starts the conversation, Joseph. We've heard this before. Yeah. We keep saying it. You and I have talked about it, written about it, uh, <laughs> dreamt about it. But I think this is, this is the truth of Star Wars. Yeah. And it seems like George Lucas has gone through lots of different uh, moments of saying what Star Wars is to him. Mm-hmm. And it feels like in now that Star Wars is in his rearview mirror as a creator... He's really settled on this. It's for 12 years old. Yeah. It's for uh, coming of age. And I think that's fascinating to apply going forward mm-hmm. because as we're looking for new and different Star Wars stories, they can't always literally be coming of age. They right. can't always literally be somebody who is, you know, age 13 to 19 going out into the world for the first time, right? Right. So you look at the Mandalorian, and unless they're playing Pedro Pascal, is he's fourteen under the mask? <laughs> it's not a literal coming of age story. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think Lucas. Uh, I think things he's pulling from Campbell's myth. Yeah. I, I don't think it is literal about being a teen, right? Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's what I really want to talk about in, in conjunction, you know, connection, I should say, with the, with, with the Mandalorian. And more on his, uh, what he said, he says, uh, we enjoy the stories as adults, but really storytelling is about imparting the wisdom of the previous generations onto children who are becoming adults and giving them a context for how to behave and how to learn the lessons of the past without making the mistakes of their own. That's the hope, that you can teach them how to avoid all the hardships but garner all the wisdom. So looking at the Mandalorian and what we what we know, Joseph, yeah. this is... This is the underworld. This is post-war. This is dirty and grimy. And we have an IG-88, uh, IG series droid shooting guns. And uh, from a, a distance, exactly what you said is like, 
this certainly isn't a 12 year old boy or yeah. girl hitting the galaxy. How do you think this is going to connect to this core principle? Yeah, I think it is important to look at it as not literal. And I think it's important to look at it as, as some of the Star Wars storytelling that we've had, like particularly in The Last Jedi, where like you must uh, relearn what you have learned, not unlearn, where yeah. that coming of age story is kind of applied to people like Luke or Han, who kind of are reminded of their own hero's journey at different points in their lives. And I think my best guess is that there is going to be a kind of core fundamental idea about the choices you make in life that's really going to weigh on the Mandalorian's shoulders Mm. and motivate the action. And my guess is that he is going to be caught in this idea of, hey, I, I should just be trying to keep my head down, make money, and not really care about other people. But now I'm confronted with this one job that is directly in conflict with the values of where I come from. Mm. This is not an honorable job. Yeah. This will hurt or disrespect what yeah. a, what it is to be a Mandalorian. And is his hero's journey going to be in this grimy world as an adult going, you know what? I am going to not go with greed. I'm going to even put myself at personal risk in order to defend the values that I started life with, that I've lost. That's great. That's great. And one thing I think you talked about that we really have taken this dive into um, when we watched the the panel yeah. at Star Wars Celebration, we recorded in the, in the hotel in Chicago, the idea of reclaiming yourself, too. Yeah. And, and the, the the Mandalorian, like you just said, he, the Mandalorians, though they're warrior-like and, and violent in a lot of things, Duchess Satine tries to bring all the peace in. There's an honor and code there, and yeah. he's not doing that. And the scene we saw, the the, the sample scene, spoilers if no one wants to see it, I think that's been out and about, uh, of Warner Herzog's scene, literally sliding across money that used, that's Mandalorian money with an Imperial insignia on it. It's an insult, right? Yeah, it's an insult. I kind of like, you know, oh, that I guess this should, I forget the exact line, but it's like, oh, it should be in your hands type of thing of like, this is your culture. He's got to reclaim that. Gina Carano's character is is uh, you know a warrior sent home. The war's over. Reclaiming herself, and I think a lot of the morality is going to be tied to what do you do? How do you refine your your yourself? Maybe when your dreams are shattered or you yeah. Dream? And so that's still coming of age stuff. It's still this playbook of a twelve year old watching this. At some point, you might face some of this stuff. Yeah, and still have to make the the, the right choices or the better better yeah, choices. Yeah, I think that's such a great idea of. Because I think that's a true thing in life of it's easier to follow your path when you're surrounded by an institution Mm. and saying all of these people believe this and we have this literal uh, force going forward. But when all that is removed from you, can you still uphold those beliefs all by yourself when you're fighting, you know, against everything else pushing back when it's not a you don't have a whole planet or whole clan of Mandalorians going, yes, we believe this. Like (laughs) it's just you. And in order to uphold your values you're going to be screwed. Yeah. But you're going to try to do it anyway. That's a hero story in a grimy crime world, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is which is why I'm still, I'm very interested in The Mandalorian. And even though I think, uh, especially that weekend, I wasn't as high on it as other people. Don't get me wrong. That I am plopping down on my couch and I'm going to watch it like it's a movie. I'm so excited. But I, I think Favreau loves Star Wars, but he loves it for all the right reasons. You could, there's no love in Star Wars for the wrong reasons. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, you know, I think he gets this, and this is why he wanted to say, and and and, and working with Filoni, he understands lore and details and the Force yeah. very well. Um, I think um, 
I think I'm, I'm even more excited that he's really like, yep, I get it. Yeah, this makes me really excited for it because I think so far everything we've seen so far, he, he has an undeniable understanding and love for the aesthetic coolness of Star Wars right. and getting those action figures on screen and making them fight and shoot. It's awesome <laughs> that he's like, but also I really, really am thinking about the underpinnings that make yeah. those aesthetics not just visually cool, but emotionally affecting. And I want to talk about why this works is the the core of Star Wars. I think we've already hit on some points. I, I, you'll hear again. There's no wrong way to love Star Wars if you love it. Yeah, I want to make that clear. I'll I'm going to go that. if you think Palpatine is right and the hero. <laughs> I would question. Okay, that. okay. I would okay. want to have a discussion about that. <laughs> Besides that, totally fair. Love. I love the character, but I think Palpatine <laughs> is wrong. I'll go with that. There you go. I, I will. I will back you on that one. There, but I. I hear. I've heard recently, eh, Star Wars is really, it's about Jedi versus Sith. And that's, without that, you don't have the, the core Star Wars. And I'm like, nah, that to me is not, that's not what it is. It is this stuff. So I sometimes, I'm not a huge Old Republic and Knights Old Republic or Sith. I don't need, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if this comes out and get the Dan and Dave or whoever does it. But you can still have all that, but the core is still, you're pre- preaching to a 12-year-old. Look yeah. at these cool Sith. They have made the wrong choices. <laughs> They're not actually happy. Yeah. <laughs> They're cool. They can kick your ass. Yeah. But they're not happy. It, it, it is for you, for you, how do you, I, I guess the question was, to you, how do you react to, when you hear something like that of, I want, I want the old Republic and I, cause uh, that's Star Wars, Jedi. Yeah. I mean the whole, the whole, do you need the force? I like it when. I don't need the force. I like it when something like this, we're going to be very invested in the, mm-hmm. the world of crime. But I like it when there's something in the background that just reminds you, like, the force is real. Mm. The Jedi and the Sith have been here, other force users, and they've made their mark on the galaxy. Yeah. You know, I like it when it's at least kind of floating around in the background. Like, Rogue One is a great example of that. Right. Where, you know, like, the memory of the Jedi are there, but mm. they're not actively affecting yeah. the story too much, uh, besides Vader there at the end. Um but for for like the the core like wh- why is why is the the idea of talking to twelve year olds in a sort of mythic fashion powerful regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's Jedi I think it is just that sense of the generational which is so yeah. important to Star Wars the old and the new that idea that there is wisdom there is mistake there's baggage from the past but you're always in the present and you're always the one who's staring at the twin sunsets yeah. either dreaming or fretting about. <laughs> what you're going to do and just yeah. getting so back to that really core value of you're, you're surrounded on either side by the past and the future, but you are in the present and you get to make your decision. Mm-hmm. And that's equally powerful. If you're a Jedi with a lightsaber or a Mandalorian who maybe wants to get his culture, back, <laughs> you know, or, or a big score for some money yeah. where it starts. Yeah. Looking at last Jedi, uh, old man, Luke definitely speaks to, an old man like me and yeah. you as well. I don't want to put you in my old category, <laughs> but we're there. We're I'm there. older than you, uh, Sonny. I know, I know, right? Uh, I've been reminded a lot lately of my age in this industry. Um, I, uh, but that's that's a ten year old can watch that and be like, oh, the, this is this is a hero's journey for this sixty five year old character. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Love it. Looking forward to the Mandalorian. What do we got November twelfth, right? Yeah, so soon. Start signing up for Disney Plus, kids. As soon as they let us. <laughs> we'll be breaking uh, down the Mandalorian here on Force Center. Uh, second headline, Kevin Smith's joy strikes again. <laughs> the final rise of uh, Skywalker shot and set will melt your mind. 
All right. Reading uh, again from, um, well, Star Wars News Net, News Net covering IGN's interview with him at San Diego Comic-Con is where I'm reading specifically. Um, I had a chance to discuss, discuss this elsewhere, and I, uh, I don't want to get into details of how that show is produced, and, and uh, I... Sometimes I don't read the stories till I'm on air. Okay. And so I'm, I didn't read. I was like, sure, great. Read through the quotes and missed. Not, not just, we didn't get it accurately. Okay. Uh, there was an accurate sense of accuracy. So he, Kevin Smith is, uh, he's asked this question. Can you predict the last shot of Star Wars Episode Nine? Maybe you've seen it. I have no idea. I don't want to read all of it. Smith says, I haven't seen it, but I was on set. I went to London at one point and visited the set. JJ invited me because they had a heart attack. Uh, goes on, goes on. They come out. So I got to hang out to me on set, and there was this scuttlebutt about a set there on Pinewood. A big set that they were all like, you have to see this. When you see it, the set, meaning, meaning it will melt your mind. And I was like, wow. what is it? They were like, ask JJ. So I asked JJ. They keep telling me I should see the set. And he says, don't. Uh, Kevin Smith says, why? And, it's, and JJ says, it's the last shot of the movie. So he was like, now I really want to see it. And J.J. says, you don't want to be spoiled. You want to be in the theater when this happens. Trust me. Goes on to say some more stuff. We might reference, but that's what it is. So this melt your mind thing that's going around and, and, you know, that's not inaccurate, but it's about the set on which the last shot is and is contained. But this is this is this inspires a lot of thought, right? So there's a the the finesse of this discussion is there are two mind melting opportunities, right? One is the set itself, and one is what the actual what? shot or idea might be for the final uh, shot. Final but shot. I think that it, it it can easily turn into a conversation of, and I've seen this online, yeah. of the actual last shot is some sort of like surprise. Right. <laughs> but it's that doesn't sound like that's necessarily the case. It sounds like whatever the set is that's is meaningful and mind blowing in either the 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 scope, the meaning of it. Yeah. Kevin says the other people in the crew were like, Bro, uh, I wish I hadn't seen it. I'm glad I did. It will melt your mind. So that's when the melt your mind thing does okay. keep coming back. Um, you're you're very right. This is where now where we're going to uh, just uh, do what we do well here uh, for uh, speculate responsibly here in Force Center with a little tinge of wild. Yeah, you're right. the The set it's not surprise. Uh, Vader's back. <laughs> we got ten, eleven, and twelve coming. It isn't. It, I don't get that sense. It is whatever what that set is. Yeah, and what is going on there? Yeah, it's a combination. It's big. Yeah. My my first bit of responsible speculation is it's something that makes context in within the story that uh, JJ and Chris Terrio and maybe even George Lucas's notes yeah. decided to tell in that it might be delightfully hard to predict without seeing like the first half of the film. Like I, I want to think yes. it's the kind of thing where like, you're sitting in the theater halfway through and when you go like oh they decided to take the story this way they're invoking evoking these parts of uh, uh, of Star Wars. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if the last shot is this. Uh which that could be just seen as trying to get out of speculating. <laughs> <laughs> so my other guess is is it's it's hard to guess about what it what it could be ret- returning to because we returned yeah. to so many meaningful places like if the prequels right. if we had never gone back to the Lars homestead you know think of the meaning of seeing that now right but we have or mm. uh, you know if we'd never been back to any kind of desert planet uh, of all i guess right, that's kind right. of the same thing but my my mind started going through p- places we haven't revisited right like, okay 
what if it's Dagba? My mind you went know, there first. What if it's uh, uh, Mustafar in a different context? We've been there in mm. Rogue One. Mm. But, uh, or what if it's returning to the Jedi Temple? But that, to me, makes me feel like eh, Kevin Smith, I think, likes all of Star Wars. Yeah. But he is of the generation that has, you know, nitpicked, uh, to put it nicely, <laughs> the Phantom Menace. So I don't know if that would blow his mind. For all of them, my mind went to, is it Ray starting the new Jedi mm. school? So you're really looking to the future. Right. You know, because like, that's like, would that be mind-melting to see Ray start you know, oh, a little. proud, loud Jedi school <laughs> where Yoda used to be in hiding on Dagobah or right. go back to Coruscant in the Jedi Temple and say, no, this was, there were some missteps, but this was fundamentally good. Yeah. And let's begin again. We're putting you know? a new coat of paint on and yeah. we're in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're following, like Dagobah was my thought too. And then I thought, well, I, and it's not to counter anything you just said, but it's like, I, I, I don't know. Like, would, it have, would that have any, would that be a, it'd be cool if maybe it's a fan base but like id story do they want to go back to the place that he was hiding i you know like I, i'm yeah. just i'm even fighting with myself over it. the coruscant jedi temple thing is really interesting really interesting to me if if the set has anything to do with it it could be on just a on on a, on a jakku dune yeah <laughs> but what's happening there but it, but that's the thing is it's not about what's happening what's it's happening about the set, set itself <laughs> and then including if you include that the last shot is also mind melting yeah, it's about the physical set could blow your mind and spoil something by looking at it and that's why even even if we're to say uh Lars Homestead yeah that that number one that would probably wouldn't be on Pinewood unless yeah. they were like let's recreate it and they're like can you believe it there's real sand on a set it'll melt your mind yeah so like, yeah no, the real thing's pretty amazing so that's yeah. why i start going to even bigger i'm like i mean are they back on yavin well we saw that in Rogue One. yeah see uh, i don't did it. So I, yeah, i'm starting to think it's not about going back because a lot of things that have melted your mind like even yes. cloud city which would be like hey land was in it maybe we'll see cloud city i mean okay that, that's cool <laughs> that's awesome but is that mind is that mind melting, melting? And again, we're going off of Kevin Smith, who's, I think, mind uh, like he, us. And he, he is a Star Wars fan, yeah. intense Star Wars fans like us. So uh, our minds are more easily melted. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. Because uh, so it, it, it could be, you're right. We, and this is, we are clearly speculating wildly here in ourselves. You know, it could be the Jedi Temple, number one, wow. And then two, it could be Force Ghost Luke, Force Ghost Anakin, Force Ghost Obi-Wan. Right. Wow. But like how's there a set of that? Yeah, but right? how, how's yeah. there a set of that? The last shot. And that's what or... I'm thinking of, like, that's where all these videos and articles and everything spawned out of this news story. Yeah. We could focus, that. that's where the speculation starts going wrong. We focus on, oh, it must be. The event. The event. The set of, but I still think, so that's why I'm confused here. I, yeah. I'm butting up against my own preachings. Yeah. Where I'm like, don't spec. Oh, but what about? Okay, here, here are a few more wild speculations. Yes. I don't know if you got them. Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't know how you would build a set of this, but the force itself, because I'm trying to think of how to escalate. You know, <laughs> that's if, the one. If the last shot is somehow like, it's it's not just the force ghost. It's Ray is communing with the heroes of the past, and she is seeing the galaxy how they see it. Now, to me, that would not. I wouldn't imagine that as a set. That's like a yeah, neat yeah, idea, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah. how do you? build that as a set but it would be mind melting if you did it's like in stranger things anytime like 11 goes into the the black oh, yeah. the black and water floor the whole yeah. that's not quite the upside down but whatever it is um i love that idea. yeah 
That would be I, but I don't know what that looks like. But I know what that looks like. It would melt my mind. Um, The uh, 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 I think the other big one for me Hmm. is if it is some sort of new beginning, regardless of where it is. But if it is statues of our heroes that they've physically built, that would melt your mind for someone like Kevin Smith. If it is like our heroes Hmm. survive, Kylo's maybe even alive, but. They have built, they're starting to build a new government. And the first thing they do is put up statues of, you know, maybe it's Luke Leahan, maybe it's going back to yeah. Anakin, Yoda, Obi Wan, like the interesting, the true heroes of the of Star Wars. That would melt my mind if I walked onto a set and I yeah. knew Ray and Poe and Finn are supposed to be standing here staring up at who got them here. And it is actual, amazing you know, maybe realistic, maybe cool yeah. Star Wars art deco. Maybe it's on Naboo and there are beautiful art deco statues of our heroes, you know? Naboo becomes the capital planet. Yeah. That's 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 wild. Almost like a throne room scene without the throne, but yeah. just like a hall of a hall of heroes. A hall of heroes, yeah. I wasn't even thinking yeah, I was thinking more like public park, but a hall of heroes is perfect. Public work too. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Again, again, very specific and really to the set, but I think you have to speculate that, that direction because of what they keep saying. Yeah, because what could melt Kevin Smith's mind? And what would J.J. Abrams know? Yeah. Kevin, you don't want to see this. And look, he, he loves Star Wars. He famously cried after seeing stuff in Force Awakens and said, yeah. and, and I've seen some people, you could take a little shot at that, but that that's my kind of fan, man. Yeah. Just like you said, man. Let the joy in. Let it in. Let it in. Well, we'll know soon enough. Yeah. We're fast approaching, and we'll look back on this conversation and, and see how far off we were or how right we might have been. Kylo and Ray's bedroom. Last <laughs> guess. <laughs> I like that one. That's the winner. Final news story of the day, a little light one to wrap us up here. Save your Republic credit. Star Wars arcade game is for sale. That's right. Looking at the story on CNET on this one here. Arcade 1-Up through GameStop is going to give us the classic Star Wars arcade, but it's a remake, and it has not just the classic Star Wars New Hope one. It's got Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and the machine stands over just five feet tall, features original artwork, a light-up marquee, full-color 17-inch display, and dual speakers... Price to go at five hundred dollars. <laughs> All right, I'm I uh, I love the original arcade game. I think yeah. a lot of people do. A lot of memories of it. Want to talk about that here? But I'm in the in the middle of this move, and yeah, again, getting too personal. I got to get some stuff. So a lot of times when I start swiping that credit card, yeah, it doesn't stop like in most <laughs> of the world. And I looked at this, I'm like, well, that's not a lot. Five hundred in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Is not that much yeah. money. We're, yeah, we're not adding the cart, but holy moly, I wish I could because yeah. I have a lot of great. We're of that generation. We used to go to the arcades. Yeah, and I have a lot of fond memories of playing the original arcade game. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing it as a kid and just wishing that I had you know more time, more quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, one of my favorite memories is there's this place in L.A. called Button Mash. Oh, that I went right, to yeah. a couple years with a friend, and he's like, I got all these uh, tokens from the last time uh, I was here. You, you want to play Star Wars for, like, an hour? <laughs> like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, I do. Uh-huh. And I did, and it was so great. Yeah, there is out in Vegas, uh, far off the uh, the new strip, There's a, it's, it's like the Pinball Museum. Oh, nice. And it's it's worth it, you know, but it's less a museum as just a working arcade. And it's in a nondescript, they've got like a banner that says Pinball Museum. There's no like signage. <laughs> it looks like a discount, like you're going to go in there like a 99 cent star. And you go in there and you just it's just like the old times. 
And of course, I'm up and down. Oh, the Simpsons pinball game, the Simpsons arcade. Oh, Mortal Kombat. And I turn the corner, and there it is, oh, the nice. original one. And and I, maybe on my old Facebook page, there's probably a picture of me. My friend took a picture of me, and I am just. I put in some dollars, put in some quarters, and I'm done. Like they're like, "You want to go? What do you want to do? You want lunch?" And I'm like, "No." I need to take down the Death Star. The old wireframe stuff. Yep. I didn't play the Empire one. I don't recall that one. I didn't either. Uh, I want to look that up a little bit. The Return of the Jedi one, I do remember. Arcade in Pismo Beach, uh, my hometown. My dad and I used to go. And it was so updated. It was so new, right, (laughs) at the time. Like, you had the wireframe, New Hope one. Then you had, I remember, the speeder bike and the Falcon. And I wasn't as good at it because you needed some skills by this point. Return of the Jedi is just a threat to all video gamers. Mm. Like, every speeder bike scene, every get the Falcon out of the Death Star Trench, very difficult video gaming always. So what you're telling me is I have to buy this to get better at it. I think so. That's Fair enough. the only way to learn. It's practice, practice, practice. Uh, so that is our look at Star Wars news, some of the bigger stories, a lot of, uh, lot of thoughts coming out of this one here. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We're about ready to dive into our main topic. But before we do, let's give you a Force uh, Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Today, Joseph, we got uh, a choice setting you up for the new book. That is right, a choice setting up the new book and also tied to our theme, and that is Thrawn Alliances, uh, because a bunch of it happens at Black Spire Outpost, where you can now physically go to yourself and get a blurg fire just like Padme. So I am recommending Thrawn Alliances by Timothy Zahn. And to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. Quick programming note since we're talking about Thrawn. We know Thrawn Treason is out. Um, I don't hammer a copy yet. Um, Joseph and I have made a decision here. We're going to... Skip Alphabet Squadron as far as a review for now. Come back later. Yeah, we'll we, get to it. We got behind yeah. because of travel. Could Star Wars Celebration itself. We want to kind of catch up, and, and we're going to review Thrawn Treason next. Yep, yep, and then we'll get to Alphabet Squadron. Have, have you started it yet? I started uh, Thrawn Treason. I'm okay. enjoying it. Okay. Definitely paying off on those uh, first two books. Ooh, good. Looking forward to that. So, that programming note out of the way. We're going to dive into our main topic, Star Wars meets the real world. True story. <laughs> Joseph, what do we got? Yeah, so uh, I wanted to take an opportunity to chat a little bit about the amazing experience I had at Galaxy's Edge, and then I wanted to ask you about some of your various experiences that you've had where you kind of get to experience Star Wars jumping off the screen and experiencing it in the real world and talk about what that means, how it adds to Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, So I wanted to to start by talking a little bit about Galaxy's Edge. Right. I'm going to choose to try to talk about it in kind of big picture terms because there are so many little secrets mm. uh, from just like fun stuff buried around where you can notice or even some of the merch that's available. Uh, right. For example, there is a piece of merch that I can't decide whether to tell you about because <laughs> I can't have you miss it, <laughs> but I want you to discover it for yourself. So I've been like tortured all week about those kind of details, but there's one specific thing. I think you'll see it. I think you'll find it, and I think you'll come home with it. I think on the on the day I I finally get to go I, again, I think it's going to happen soon. With a friend of mine uh, graciously taking me, um, do a Gandalf thing. Be like Dawn on the fifth day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I think so. My my big picture reaction. Uh, my wife and I spent 13 hours. In uh, Galaxy's Edge, Ooh, we wow. talk about crawling into the nerd bubble metaphorically. Yeah. If you're an intense Star Wars fan, this is crawling into the nerd bubble, mm. actually, physically, in the real world. It's real successful at being immersive. Um, I was lucky to be able to get the experience that I wanted. Mm. They have it set up right now. You can, if you already have a, a ticket to Disneyland, Mm. On the Disneyland website or app, you can sign up at 7 a.m. to book an appointment for Oga's Cantina and to book an appointment for the uh, lightsaber building experience. 
Okay. Uh, so I was able to get those. I was able to get those in the order I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, Batu, went to Oga's Cantina, got a little tipsy, then <laughs> built a lightsaber. And then we had pre-ordered our food. So then I got to go eat a shack, the <laughs> butt cow from Attack of the Clones that I've so, wanted to eat one of those since 2002. And I got to. <laughs> and it was surprisingly good. You, di- you did what Disney hopes a lot of... Uh, adults would do drink first drink spend first. money later <laughs> oh oh i did i yeah i was i spent in a really upsetting amount of money and then was also at the end of the day my wife and i like we restrained ourselves quite a bit wow yeah uh, because there is a, a lot of money to uh to be spent um yeah in the the cantina is is great just as an example of kind of being able to dive into the minutiae Mm. By going there and experiencing it in the real world, um, I, I'll say this because it's it's totally public knowledge and we've discussed it, mm. the in-universe drinks. Like, okay. uh, Sarah had a Jedi mind trick, and that that's great. Like, sure. that might be it. absolutely in-galaxy. You know, the other characters know about the Jedi and their mind tricks. Right, so, right. yeah, that's a funny name for a drink that you can see, yeah. you know, uh, oh, yeah. a cocktail artist making. But I had the Tonneray. Nice. The, you know, last yeah. line wine from Alderaan. Yeah. And I had a jet juice. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah. The Tonnery was was blue colored wine and it was okay. just it was wine, but yeah. it tasted a little different. They did a good job of making it feel like this tastes like wine, but there's something a little different about it. But the jet juice was actually an amazing drink. Like, wow. I'm upset that I can't just go get, go get a jet juice any old time. Um, and again, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but yeah. the server leaned into the story of the jet juice oh, wow. of like, if you've read lost stars and you know where it comes from, yeah. and what it means, they leaned into that. So like, if you're the kind of star Wars fans that we are in, like a lot of the people that listen to this, those are the kind of details of your like Disney built a world, an idea that celebrates our level of immersion into the world of Star Wars. Right. I think it's still enjoyable if you are just like, I've seen those movies and Darth Vader has a lightsaber. I think it's still enjoyable, Mm. but it's really enjoyable for people uh, who have immersed themselves massively. That's awesome. Um, We also tried the green milk, which is, it's a smoothie and it was fine. Did you have, you have the choice of the blue or the green, right? Blue or the green. And we wanted to support the green. I like, (laughs) (laughs) not ignite the green, support the green. Yeah, I think I will too. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a it's a fruit just, sugar smoothie. Just it, to defend that scene, which I think is one of my favorite yeah. Last Jedi. Yeah, I had some fun trying to take pictures of myself. Like <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't want to drool all over myself in the middle of a park. Oh but. man, you gave okay. I'm I'm gonna have to grow up my beard a little bit. Yeah, because you can do a whole oh, video God. of that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it all over my beard. <laughs> get it in that beard. Get it in that beard. Uh, we also <laughs> did the uh, the the Falcon ride. Yeah, uh, which I think is is really really fun, but mm. a. It is definitely a weird ride. Worth it. It's exciting. Sure, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, but in the realm of Disney Imagineering, I don't think it is the most amazing ride that the Disney Imagineers have ever created. Gotcha. It's still the Falcon. Honestly, just walking around and seeing the Falcon from the outside, in a way, is more oh. exciting than the ride. Well, you're, I loved your your picture on Instagram. Well, you post a lot of places like you should. But uh, on Instagram, I saw it where you're like, trying to act cool that I just met the Falcon. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's... That's it's accurate. It's just so big and it's right there. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so great. Um, so some of the, the things that I was surprised by mm-hmm. is the overall interactive experience. Okay. So uh, it is obviously, as we know, 
uh, just from reporting on it on Force Center, it is set after The Last Jedi. Uh, Vi Moratti mm-hmm. is running around, and uh, the First Order is looking for resistance spies. Spies, okay. And, that, and then there is a little resistance base, and Ray is wandering around and sometimes Chewie. And uh, there is this omnipresent fun tension. Like, you know, if you've been to a theme okay. park and you've interacted with an individual character and maybe Snow White has been mean to you or nice to you or right. an evil queen has been mean to you or whatever, um, but every character is actively engaged in a story and it makes you feel that tension of being in the story to the point where, like, my wife had a, uh, uh, Sarah had a, a rebel insignia yeah. necklace and okay. I just had the plain old rebel shirt. Right. And there was that real tension of... Actually, I'm on the way to the bathroom, so I have to cover my shirt because I don't have time to be stopped by a trooper. Because <laughs> you gotta go. Because I have, I need to urinate, but I can't with my rebel shirt. So, like, it's dumb. You don't feel like you're in like risk, right? Right, right, right. But there is actual consideration. Like when I took all the lightsaber photos, mm-hmm. we were like, should we take one in front of the first order uh, area? And like, yeah. they might stop us, and it might actually like, yeah, it would be a fun it, experience. It, but do we want that right now? And, like, I don't want to talk about all the experiences I had because, again, I want people to be surprised. But I had multiple interactions with characters that were about that tension. So does it come off, and I mean this in a good way, like live interactive dinner theater, if you will? Does it it, not quite Tony and Tina's wedding? But does it come off like that? Can you easily be pulled in? I know you and I and and fans of our ilk uh, are going to have a lot of fun, but does does it feel like, does is it, it I, how realistic does it feel when you're interacting with them? it felt like they were being as realistic as they could while also being mindful of like yeah kylo can't actually choke steve from ohio who's and, being a, a jerk and you we're know, in whatever. anaheim yeah 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 <laughs> they, they i think that's why they play up the fun of hey just always remember mm-hmm. the first order is technically in charge here mm. and they are always watching Mm. And if you want to lean into the game, you can be affected okay. by it. But like, even if you don't engage, uh, you know, you can tell by it's not the characters just walking around. The characters are doing things yeah. that remind you of this tension. That's okay. Cause that's, that's kind of where it goes. I've seen some clips and I've heard some stories and I've heard one with the uh, Vibe Marathi one. I heard someone w- had a conversation with her, and, and she was kind of like, well, you're not that good of a spy if you're talking and identifying. <laughs> and I heard the very touching one. It was a thread that went out about uh, Ray putting the wishes, the star wishes on a tree or something. I, I, yeah. I, and, and I saw Matt Martin comment. I'm like, oh, this is the best. And then I've seen a couple of the, the stormtroopers harassing people, and I think you can see that other places. So, like... I might be uh, the jerk ball that goes up to him and goes, hey, I got a tip. There's some spies in the corner. Like, does yeah. it then change the story? Is it a choose-your-own-adventure in a way? Again, I, within the limitations of being a real I think park. it is. And, I, and so far, what everything I saw, everybody w- seemed like very well-trained, good actors who know how far they can take things. Right. You know? So it just it was it's fun to have that different sort of theme park experience where like yeah you can just sit back and do a like yeah I just I'm just here for the Falcon ride leave me alone I don't want to engage or yeah. you can really be a part of it but that tension is always there and it makes yeah. it feel a little bit more alive and it's extra interesting to be involved in a story that in our real world isn't finished being told right right so when you hear a trooper saying like we are going to crush the resistance 
Yeah. You know, we're in this moment now where it's like, that's not like hearing a stormtrooper saying like, we're going to beat the rebellion. And you're like, no, you're not. You're going to be <laughs> murdered by a little bear. We yeah. like, we, we currently think don't the resistance will probably win. Yeah. But yeah, we're in the middle of that story in real life, which makes yeah. it feel even more like you're just kind of in the moment of this. Which by the way means I, I should, I'm not going to rat out rebel resistance <laughs> spies, but I'm just wondering. That's you what I play with it. Abs- I, you absolutely you know, could. Yeah. You know, maybe if I bring someone from the family I don't like, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You absolutely could. It's my cousin over there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't know exactly. Kick him out of the park. Yeah. Send him to small wonder, <laughs> small world. Go to go to the little jail mm-hmm. uh, if there is such a thing. Um, okay. th- I, this is one thing that I'm just going to say because it was so cool. Uh, there is one point that somebody called Kylo Supreme Leader Ren, mm-hmm. which was just cool to be in a theme park. And oh, go, yeah. Oh, damn. That's. Yeah piping hot fresh cannon yeah we haven't got to really hear that you know that's awesome because nobody directly says you know they uh, uh hux says supreme leader to him right but just as like that's your new title yeah supreme leader ren but like that, that was damn cool that is. um and and uh, just being in around all of that worn down broken equipment like classic star wars mm. like you know the trash cans look like they've been through a lot you that's know like cool. everything gives you that great sort of like lived in feeling of this is an old place, you know, even though it's obviously new. Um, yeah, the, how great it was for her. I knew it would be great for hardcore fans. Sure. How great it was, was a little bit of a, a surprise to me. Like continues to like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Just like all the things in the doc Anders, you know, den of antiquities, but just, um, yeah. The, the fact that the, that jet juice is on the menu, they're just all sorts of little like, Ooh, Oh, Oh, interesting. Right. You know, rewarding things uh, another one of the big surprises which shouldn't be a surprise to me mm. is that the story of black spire outpost is that it's a, a trading post right um i wasn't prepared for how much of a reality in our world it is really? that it's a trading post really which means that a ton of w- what you can do there is buy things yeah like we've we've read about we've reported on the number of different fun you know, toys you can get. Right. But I didn't realize the volume of that's, uh, there are plenty of other activities to do, mm. but it's, uh, it's a trap to quote Adam Akbar. If you're a hardcore star Wars fan, yeah. because so much of the real estate is mm. stores. Gotcha. And, and again, not just a t-shirt. I, I I've been here, but like merchandise, like items. Yeah. So like in items that you can't get anywhere else except for on ebay now as people buy them and there's a there's a limit of one specific kind of item per person so they're trying to cut down on that so if you're like i want to buy one of those seventy dollar uh quacking monkey lizards you can only buy one but there's a bunch of stuff like that but just the number of different stores and stalls in unique items is like oh yeah this is actually uh for real in real life can Not you, trading post, buying post, but... What about the bartering? Didn't we hear that there was going to be a little bit of Doc Ondor uh, potential to barter? I imagine you're going to start... I did not sense... Five dollars! I no. did not sense any vibe of gotcha. that. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. The real... Um, one of the fun things is how incredibly uh, uh, well they're trying to make everything look and feel like Star Wars and immerse you in the experience down yeah. to language. And then there's some points like... You, you can't get around it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, yeah. baby changing station. And it looks like a Star Wars sign <laughs> to change babies here. But it is. <laughs> but it it's is. a baby changing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel that way about the prices are like the fantasy. But really, that is 1999. <laughs> and you will pay that now. Uh, maybe there's uh, something more coming. Gotcha. Fair enough. Got the sense that there is more coming for sure. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, I, I could talk for a long time about the experiences, but like I said, I know that there are a lot of Star Wars fans listening who've already been, but right. we're going to go in the f- uh, future, and some of it is those real experiences. Um, the thing I wanted to say about the lightsaber experience, uh, I don't want to give any, any details away. Right. People can go online and figure out all about it, but it was really great, again, canon, and mm-hmm. it was really true to the spirit of a lot of modern storytelling about lightsabers of yeah. treating them. Well, it's, I guess I shouldn't say modern because the Obi-Wan starts with the real respectful attitude of yeah. an elegant weapon for more civilized age. It really celebrates that spirit awesome. of a lightsaber being something important and honorable and unique. How long is the entire process to build it? Uh, the, the, we got moved through it pretty fast okay. uh, because they were, and I have to say too, like it was quite busy. We we went on a day where we were trying to go on a, a quieter day, and the mm. how busy is it? You know, website yeah. claimed like this is the best bet. It's not going to be very busy. Right. Olga's Cantina was running late. We had a reservation to get in at twelve ten. Yeah. In the afternoon, uh, we were supposed to leave in forty five minutes. I think we got in at twelve thirty, oh, and wow. then it was the bar was running late with the drinks. Wow. So we stayed in there for an hour and a half because it took a while for our drinks. And we're like, we're not leaving. It was kind of fun because it felt like a real scum of high and villainy. Like, <laughs> we're not sorry, leaving. the bartender's not moving fast enough. And like, great, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. Um, yeah. And then they were running behind as well on the uh, lightsaber experience. Interesting. Uh, they're also, the Falcon was also ridiculously busy. Okay. And the, the people in running the lightsaber experience made sure that that was still a very fun, solemn experience. Okay. Uh, the people on the Falcon uh, <laughs> moved us through damn fast. <laughs> damn. Take your damn pictures, fast. get down, play to Jared. Yeah, All right, yeah. get down. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, and then the, we didn't do it, but the droid building experience mm-hmm. looked really cool uh, and, yeah. and like uh, a lot of fun and, and not sort of, a, you don't have to make appointments. You can just wander Walk in and, and do it. You just have to make a financial decision. <laughs> you have to make a financial decision, but at a hundred dollars, it's one of the cheaper things oh, to do. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, there's no denying that there's some, some money making uh, yeah. happening here. Uh, thank you for indulging my, my no. long rambles. They- no, no, no. I, this is exactly what this is. Uh, this is, uh, you know, Jennifer got to go, uh, uh, we know, but, uh, uh, you're, you're hands on and I love, uh, I know how thorough uh, you are and just enjoying this stuff, taking your time and seeing it. So uh, this is a needed on-the-ground report. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it, it was so immersive. I, I wanted to to close with the canteen experience because I think mm-hmm. it was what was well, yeah. really... I mean, the lightsaber building was uh, incredibly uh, powerful and moving uh, to me. Uh, yeah. But the cantina experience we had, so uh, it, it's really, really cool. It, uh, you know, if we've, you've been to Scum and Villainy in Hollywood, it is a much more all-in Star Wars version of that. Okay. ton of great things to see in the corner. You know, the DJ Rex, the old uh, yeah. Star Tours character, is great and fun. Uh, but the people running it are were a little stressed because it's so busy. Yeah. So they made it very clear in line, like, we are going to seat you yeah. at a place that we choose or stand you if, yeah. we, uh, if you're at a you know, standing place. And then uh, please don't wander around too much. Wow. Because they don't want, it's kind of a half circle space and there's only so much room. Uh, Interesting. uh, So we got sat at a table and was just like, we're with a bunch of people and a couple of different people cycled through and it was just kind of this perfect slice Mm. of all of the different people who could come through Black Spire outpost from our real world (laughs) and enjoy it in different ways. 
But he sat down. There was a, a, a woman about our age, maybe a little bit older, mm. and uh, and she was kind of holding court in a fun way yeah. and telling people how episode nine had to go or <laughs> she would be pissed. <laughs> and she was like, look, it's called Rise of Skywalker, right? So here's what happens. Kylo and Rey, they team up to try to defeat uh, Palpatine, but they can't do it, but they use their power to bring back Anakin Skywalker, right? He's the chosen one. It's the Rise of Skywalker. That's what's got to happen. <laughs> I mean, so like, sort of like a, a person after uh, well, our own heart. an adventure. Yeah. 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 I, I, that's not how I uh, <laughs> speculate responsibly on what will happen, but yeah. there was a person who was like, I'm all in. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, how I want it to go. I've already given it thought. Uh, there was a very intense Disney fan oh, who was yeah. there because this is a new part of Disney. And I like, I like the Star Wars fine, but like he was loaded down with all the different Disney oh, okay. pins. Uh, he had like a, a Dooku on his hat, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. And he liked Star Wars, but he was there because he is a fan of Disney. And this is a new addition to what the Disney yeah. uh, theme parks offer. Uh, there was another guy who works nearby mm. and just comes there every night because he has, I don't know how he gets in, but he's like, yeah, I've been here like 72 times and let me tell you what's cool <laughs> and where to get this cool. There are those guys. So but too, folks, but yeah, yeah he, was, he was like young and fun. He's like, yeah, I, I try to have a drink here every night, man. It's great. And like he had <laughs> opinions about what the, the best drink was. Uh, there, then there was a, a couple where the guy was just explicit and, and the woman with him is like, uh, yeah, my wife wanted to come here, and I only came here because she said I could finally get a drink in Disneyland. I'm here <laughs> for beer, and I don't know what any of you are talking about. I don't know what these things on the wall are. I no. just know that this beer's coming. Beer's coming. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, this, and they're all at the same table with you? They're, they're on at the same table. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The Yes, a couple of them kind of rotated out, uh, but the, the final group that came in was uh, this family, Right. with two young girls and they had just built droids and we asked them about the droid experience and they showed yeah. about the droid experience and they asked about like which drinks and you know we were able to kind of say yeah grab this grab that um and the uh there's a lot of different kind of music coming from dj rex which is cool okay but then he played kind of a remix of the original cantina song sure you need that and this little girl just sets down her droid and gets up and just starts dancing <laughs> in the aisle and it was just like the ah oh, yeah, yeah. here from the older person who's like it's got to be like this yeah. you know to the guy who's just like I'm just here from beer to like a, a child yeah just rocking out to the cantina theme it's like here's everybody who can enjoy this here's everybody who can be represented in different ways That's amazing. yeah and it, it was just cool to see that that spectrum of people I love that uh, and I got to have the really fun nerd experience where like. There, people had different levels of in, knowledge and engagement with Star Wars, and people were talking about how they liked the jet juice. Yeah, and I was like, D -d "Do people know about the jet juice?" And people were like, "No." No, and I was always trying to be respectful. I was like, D "It would be okay if I <laughs> said," it? and like, "Yeah, it'd be great." So I was like, "You cook it on a hot engine. It's basically bathtub gin for yeah. the rebellion because they yeah. didn't have a good way to make, and that's why it's so spicy." And people were like, "That's awesome!" awesome. So I got to have this great nerd experience that's of awesome. like. I don't. I didn't want to. Well, actually, I just wanted to share my own joy. Yeah, yeah. Of how in world this is, and how cool it is, and how That's representative good. of like, yeah, it's a worn down, difficult galaxy, but we find a way to cook our booze on engines. <laughs> That's Star Wars. Thank you, Claudia Gray. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Claudia Gray. So that that was my experience. Uh, just incredibly joyful. I'm so glad you you took the time and had the time. 
Uh, 13 hours, you said? 13 hours, yeah. Wow. Because it's really fun to, it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. And like, we we kind of rushed through to make sure we got all these experiences, you know, sure. really had some hard time deciding what merch to buy. I don't want to spoil some of the cool merch, so I'm not okay. going to say what I bought besides my lightsaber. Right. Um, but then we're really like towards the later part of the evening after we did the Falcon ride, which we had to wait for about an hour. Okay. Uh, we're just like, let's, we want to experience everything, so let's uh, let's get some green milk and just sit. A yeah. couple different places. Yeah. You know? And there's yeah. a lot to be discovered. A lot of big, cool, just buildings and ships yeah. and everything. I'll tell you, yeah, as far as, even as just a, uh, someone who goes to Disney often, I've actually been a couple of years. Sitting is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And not just because of the rest, but just like watching, taking it in. Disney tries so hard to... Planes can't even fly over us. Yeah. Like, you are in another world. You're not in Anaheim off of Harbor and Catella. Don't worry. You're here. It's like, I, I got to imagine. Uh, the Galaxy's Edge, they needed to ramp that up even more, so you were rewarded just by sitting in the in the universe. Yeah, they created. did a great job of uh, secluding it, and they mm-hmm. did a great job of uh, uh, ushering you in okay. in how the park is, is laid out. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, I know I keep saying the last thing, but my actual last thing I'll say is if you do go and get a lightsaber, mm-hmm. a couple people asked me on Twitter if they thought it was worth it for me. Yeah, it's $200. You are getting a, a expensive lightsaber that normally costs around 100 or $150 yeah, yeah. for that kind of FX. And the experience, if you have it and you're a fan of that side of Star Wars, the Jedi, the lightsabers, the Sith, I think it's totally worth it. Okay. Uh, and also, you can wander around with it. And for the most part, got a kid yelled at me, nice lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> this one woman just stared at me while I was taking one of those pictures. And she was like, I like your sword. Can I take a picture with you? <laughs> What's a Star Wars? <laughs> you got that vibe of like, you turned yeah. the wrong way out of Frontierland. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just ended up going, the hell is this? What's going on? But yeah, somewhere out there, a woman has a picture of me with my lightsaber because awesome. she just wanted. Well, you posted that one picture of doing the classic uh, Luke poster, New Hope poster, lightsaber over your hand type thing. Ray does it too, obviously on the yeah. last Jedi post. And that person behind you's got to like, look. What? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's the greatest is that thing. A hero? Yeah. <laughs> or is that person lost their mind? But yeah, it's awesome. Beautiful, beautiful uh, place uh, mm. for me. Can't wait to have you go in here yeah. about your experience and your review. Hopefully soon. Uh, yeah. And uh, like I said, you know, uh, criticisms, uh, you know, yeah. lot, there's some things that aren't perfect or some things you wish go like, ooh, I wish they would have done this slightly different. Sure. Oh, I think that's the spirit here on Four Center. Like, yep, we're not saying everything is perfect. Yeah. We're just celebrating the stuff we love. Yeah. Well, so Rise of Resistance coming out uh, next year here in January. So that's going to give more reason to go back yeah. and see what they've worked mm-hmm. on. Be back. So, okay. I want to talk yeah. to you about some of your experiences and Absolutely. then we can kind of both talk together about how, how these, uh, these experiences in the real world help us mm-hmm. appreciate Star Wars more. What do you feel like you've got out of your, at this point, classic Star Wars Disney experiences? You've done Star Tours. Mm-hmm. Have you been on Hyperspace Mountain? I've been on, yeah, yeah. I've been over there for that time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see the original Star Tours being? I, I was there the first uh, year. The first year. I don't know exactly when, and I, uh, but I, yeah, it was new. We went. Damn. Um, fortunate enough to go. Um, my, my grandma and grandma, my late, now great, late grandfather literally live two minutes drive from Disneyland. So wow. as a kid, I grew up, I was born in Orange, moved out, uh, out of the area when I was seven, but we would go down a lot. So, cause we'd stay at grandma and grandpa's, we'd see the fireworks every night in the yeah. morning we get to go. So I do remember Star Tours being a relatively new thing and, and getting to go. Okay. Yeah. And 
wow, as a kid and now as an adult, I almost can't go because I get sick now. Oh, it's on Star Tours? Really bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, me and Harloff share this uh, sick on Star Tours thing now. <laughs> like, not barfing, but like... Just makes you queasy? It's bad, man. And I walk, I have to go to that gift shop and like find a wall to like, oh boy. <laughs> Wasn't always the case. But as a kid, I'll tell you the experience I took. They did such a good job when you walk in and, and, and you're queuing up and you're in line. You feel as you're in the thing. And as a kid, eight, nine, ten, I can't yeah. remember. I, I probably about ten. Um, I'm looking at the at all of this, and I am immediately going, oh, so these ships existed. I wonder where they were during Endor, and oh, and what would it be uh, like to try? And I got so pulled into taking a vacation in Star Wars, which yeah. is what Star Tours is putting you out there. Um, and you don't worry about canon and timelines and all those <laughs> kind of things, but I, I remember going home, like going home and saying, like, and, and trying to place it in my mind. Yeah. And going, why would, why would you take a... Vacation to Hoth. Hoth doesn't seem like the place you'd want to go. So the, yeah, it, it definitely left a mark. They did it. They did a good job. So it opened up your imagination to spend more time in the world of Star Wars. Like, and I loved Rex, and I knew right away I was a big fan of Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens growing up. So I yeah. knew like Pee Wee. <laughs> um, so that didn't even young as a young kid that didn't trick me. You know, I wasn't pulled in with a yeah. pilot, but I, I had like literally would be like one. Wonder what if one of those fought in the Battle of Endor? Yeah, you know it's like almost like the U wing now. Like where's the U wing? I wonder where. And, I, and, and so that I w- I went home with those thoughts lingering in my head. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's so great to have it be a jumping off point for imagination. Right. So the newer Star Wars uh, Star Tours ride, which is fast and loose with canon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and literally physically makes you sick. What do you get out of that besides well, a break? And that's and that's the problem. Is now I'm like a Finn wouldn't show up here. <laughs> and I, well, I do. And why this is why I love Galaxy's Edge because now it's not just canon; it's a living, breathing story as yeah. you described. Um, I shouldn't get you know. There's no joy taken away from me. But I I was just like with imagine you know Ken graying in his gray, coming in through his beard, 3D glasses on, looking up and just going. Finn wouldn't. This is, <laughs> Finn wouldn't be here. Is, this, uh, is there a button to hit inaccuracy uh, uh, warning? Um, actually, <laughs> and that's silly. And then yeah, now I'm sick. <laughs> and then we went in uh, Orlando during Star Wars Celebration time. We were fortunate enough to go out and experience uh, the park that night. Um, and we were waiting to get into uh, waiting to get into what were we waiting to get into? Oh my gosh. But uh, Hayden Christensen was there. So oh, there really? was, that was a real surreal experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Star Wars is, Oh, there's Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't dressed up or anything, right? No, no. He just was uh, coming out. Just uh, enjoying yeah, Disney yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so you did the, some kind of Falconist experience at Star Wars celebration, right? Um, was that just a photo op or was that, that was some a photo interactive op. thing? That is, um, Oh, I did too, and it, so it is. It is the Belgium wing of the five hundred first, right? The model makers, and so at both Orlando, no, that was Comic Con. My my apologies that I experienced. I think it was might have been Orlando, but Comic Con twenty eighteen. Okay, uh, they brought that around. You know, Solo was was the, the the name of the day, and so they had that experience. Uh, and, and Grace and I took a photo, and you go in, and and I, we had to redo it. Because I was like trying to like okay get get all right and be accurate, and they were like do it again down the <laughs> hall because I there's a picture of me just like looking at buttons. Um, so also I'm very interested in the Falcon ride. Uh, um, 
but that itself that goes that was at Celebration Chicago, yeah. and that's the the Belgian model making team from the Five First. They put that together the the Lando side, and then the Han side, and it, it's. You feel it, man. You get to walk around, and you're kind of like, I don't know. I, I sure, I'm sure a lot of people are like me, where it's not just like, oh wow, hey guys, this you made this really well. Well, you have those conversations. Yeah. But I, I get in my little nerd head, and I'm walking around, and I'm like, oh, this is what it'd be like to sit at the bar what Lando had. And yeah, I just oh, get a little, that's so cool. Even in my age, for all these years, I still get lost in that stuff. The same with the kid in Star Tours. I walk around. It isn't just like sitting down. It's like this is what it would be like. Yeah, to walk down this hallway. How, how do you feel it would be different if there was one of these experiences where you could take your time? Because, like, the the Falcon ride, I, to me, the best part of it was walking down that hallway, it, yeah. being in that room and going, that's the that's hyperdrive computer. L3 is in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and just, mm. but, you know, they. I think that ride was running late, so we had a little bit of time to Get sit there. But, not, but then I really found myself like, what would I do if I could just, like, hang out in here and think about life or play with the buttons, would that be a different experience? What do you think about that? I absolutely think it would. I think I'd play. I think I'd do what I did on the playground. Yeah. And and, and act out a scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even that's so great. I'm telling you, I, I think I would. Or uh, just uh, take a nap on the, on that, on the nice uh, bed they got there. Yeah. The Lando, especially in the Lando one. In this particular one that was at Celebration Chicago. Like, it's so detailed. And it was like, like when Finn's land and Force Awakens, when when uh, Chewie's in there, and yeah, were, like my that kind of looked comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I I wanted to climb like, in there. And it's try like to ergonomic and just kind of like, <laughs> oh, I bet that looks really comfortable. Yeah, it's a, a strange little little bunk bed. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have that experience sometime to get to interact with that sort of Falcon space in a more mm-hmm. kind of grungy underdog haunted yeah. Chewie way. Like that to me would be great if just like, hey, could uh, something break and I have to try to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. The, yeah. That's the Falcon experience. Yeah. Um, so you also did, if I'm remembering correctly, the Secrets of the Empire virtual yeah. reality experience, right? Yeah. And that's, again, a thing where it, it's literally virtual reality. It's literally trying to make the fantasy a reality and make you feel like you're physically walking through it, right? It, it's amazing. It's, it's put on by the void, and I, we got to go to one over in, in, in Glendale here locally. And, yeah, and I know, look, I haven't experienced Vader Immortal, the game, and and I hear nothing but spectacular things. Um, I experienced the Battlefront 1 uh, VR uh, sample okay. they had. Um, went to my friend's house and played it. And I remember like bl- blowing my mind. It'd be simply because I could turn around and see the back of the cockpit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, here I'm dazzled by this technology. But the, the one of the void, the Secrets of the Empire... I got to tell you again, no doubt, you know, this would happen to someone like me. You you get the gear on, you go in the world and it's so real and it's VR and they have, you know, you step out onto the little the platform and you feel the heat on Mustafar, but then the yeah. fighting starts. And that is where, you know, I remember working my graveyard security job at 22 and walking down the mall hallways at night checking fire risers and everything. And getting bored and pulling out my four uh, C-cell da- battery flashlight yeah. and using it as a blaster. Yeah. And just, like, killing my, you know, three in the morning, like, what, I got to stay awake. And yeah. I'm just, like... Imaginary I'm, stormtroopers falling left and right. I'm a stormtrooper or I'm a rebel spy yeah. in the Death Star, right? This is yeah. the kind of person I am. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, it clicks in for me and it's real. Like, you, you know, like, yeah. you're like, I'm I'm barking out strategies. And I'm with Mark Riley, Christian Harloff, and Sam Witwer, who's not speaking because he's one of the voices. He's literally one of the guide voices. So yeah. it's like, I can't talk in the, because you're going to think it's, you're going to confuse. 
but I'm like, Christian, <laughs> go do, do the code. Mark, da, da, and, and, and like it took <laughs> over. And, and, and the firefight, the stormtroopers are shooting, and I'm just like, I'm ducking and covering, man. Yeah. And that is the same spirit of the kid on the playground going, all right, today you're going to be Han, I'll be Luke, you're going to be Lando, and we're going to act out this scene. Yeah. It connects to that. Yeah. It's fascinating. So you got to really feel the sensation of like actually being in a battle. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, there's some plot that happens and some things and that's all cool. Uh, I'm not focused on that. Yeah. You could have said, uh, Ken, the game is an hour of you just fighting stormtroopers and trying to get out, forget oh, plot God. points and characters. And, yeah. And that's part of, part of the reason I love Battlefront so much in Battlefront 2. Like it's the troops on the ground and just putting yourself into this scenario as a Star Wars nerd. And that's what I felt. Yeah, taking that fantasy yeah. and making it a little bit more reality. Yep. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Just like these are kind of just larger and larger and more elaborate ways to uh, make the classic playground experience mm-hmm. more real. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited to try Vader, Vader Immortal, but everyone's flipping as they should for some of the story things. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm looking. I know you know uh, was it the bald bishop or whatever the character is. Like I've already seen some of the stuff, and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. But. I want to just lightsaber fight. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Did it make you, the next time you saw Mustafar on screen after doing Secrets of the Empire mm-hmm. and having felt the heat of Mustafar on your feet, did you react to it, diff- seeing it different on screen it's, yeah. after that experience? You just kind of like, oh, that would that would be what it would feel like. Yeah. A little bit of been there, done that. Yeah. And just how like that, that fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan was it was intense you know yeah. just the heat yeah so. you can feel the sizzle yeah and having <laughs> you know having walked out at a at a porch in in the valley during the summer where you're like oh it feels like Mustafar today i can say <laughs> not quite not quite it's a little hotter and not as many stormtroopers yeah. which is nice um once you go to galaxy's edge mm. do you think it will be imagine like like me you had an immersive experience where you feel like i visited a black spire outpost i have a feel of yeah. The culture there. Do you feel like it will be more or less powerful if we do actually see Black Spire Outpost on screen someday? Yeah, I think it will because, you know, it's in the comics, it's in some of the books, and, and it's fun for me now after going. Um, I, I think it will because imagine if you got to go to Bright Tree Village. Yeah. And you watch Return of the Jedi again and be like, oh, I know what's in that hut. Yeah. I know I know in my head that that's a set and there's probably some bags of uh, tape and supplies and some uh, C-frames but I know in story what's in there. Yeah. It's and that's again that's the fun of Battlefront 2 for me. We're walking around going, "Oh, this is what Kashyyyk huts are like." Um so I think seeing Galaxy's Edge about 2 on screen, yeah, and seeing the characters interact with it, I think it would be it would have maybe a little more meaning. Yeah. I was really surprised when we were getting uh, just walking into Oga's cantina when we had made it through the line that's like Padme walked here like yeah. just allowing yourself to have that fantasy in, in connecting it particularly to like this is set in resistance versus first order era mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and all the way back in that prequel era this place was still standing yeah in Padme this you know long gone person came in here and ordered a blurred fire <laughs> you know uh, I think I'm remembering that correctly. That's the drink she had. Um, but just feeling that connection to that, uh, this idea that of time and generations passing. Yeah. But like this old outpost, these strange old spires have stood as long as anyone remembers. Yeah. And connecting to that part of the story, that's the the power 
of it as well as the what you're describing the mm-hmm. absolute just like I'm in a battle you yeah. know stormtroopers got to go down sure. yeah so weird uh, I think I, I mentioned last week you know passing coming back from Comic Con and coming up the five freeway and, and Grace and I look over and you, you see the Matterhorn you see I've seen that for years yeah right? but I saw you see the spires yeah and. The first time I saw him, I was coming off the exit Disneyland Drive to go to my my grandmother's house, um, and it's during the, the the final days of my grandmother's life, so it's a dark, somber time. But I remember looking at the spires and going, "It's almost done," because I yeah. could see I could see the back, I could see the building still, <laughs> I could see workers. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have the magic. But we passed that when I looked over and I was like, I was like, "Hey, honey, there's uh, there's, there's Galaxy's Edge." In my head, what I really was saying was, hey, there's an entire real world over there called Batu. <laughs> right. There's a planet. I'm already being pulled in. I can't imagine yeah. stepping onto it. Yeah. You know, those spires are so effective when mm-hmm. you're looking up and they look real, but then there's like the real sky behind them. Yeah. You know? And yeah, the way yeah. that it's literally fantasy and reality mixing yeah. uh, by looking up. The strange experience that I had that I didn't expect to is like, I really hope they make a black spire level uh, for Battlefront 2. Because that, I mean, you you do, if you play those levels a lot, you feel like, okay, yeah, no, I I know Kessel pretty well now. Like, absolutely. It's like, yeah, I don't feel appropriate having a lightsaber fight (laughs) in actual (laughs) Disneyland, but man, I would love to. Oh, I think, yeah, put one of the strike or blast one of the smaller maps on there. I think that would be fun. It'd be so great. Uh, Do you think the the general experience of the fantasy of Star Wars, uh, the fantasy of it, makes it feel more, makes, does the reality, make the fantasy of the movies feel more real? Like, can you yeah. connect with, like, yeah, I, I understand what those people in the movies are going through because I've kind of walked through it. I absolutely think it does. Uh, that's the type of fan I am. Um, I, I, I I treat these as, as real stories, as, as silly and, and, and goofy as it sounds. That's why I love Star Wars so much. You know, Indiana Jones is my favorite Star Wars character, but I'm not pulled into those movies as much. I see them yeah. more as movies. Star Wars, I see, is this living, breathing story that's playing out for me and has played out behind me. Yeah, a and long time ago. That's why I connected with Game of Thrones just as much. I see it in the same way. So, yeah, to to all of this to add to the experience, it seems like they've done a great job with it, and and improvements will come and changes will come, and all that will change. Same with Star Tours, they did yeah. that. But that's that connects going back to that first time I walked into Star Tours. It's, it's why we love these toys. We talk about... you take the movie home with you. Yeah. You hold it in your hands uh, because I might be able to root for Don Mattingly as a Yankee. I could go to a game and see him in real life. I don't yeah. get to do that with Han Solo. So to take it home with you and, and stick it in your mind, that that's it all connects up. That's why this star, that's why Star Wars works, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's what's cool about the Galaxy's Edge experience is that you you get the spectrum from you get to do a thrilling thing. You're in the cockpit of the Falcon having an adventure. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, you know, the uh, little uh, outpost uh, that we ate, that I ate my mm-hmm. shack butt cow in, mm-hmm. it's where people take a break. And they were tired. And honestly, yeah. like, some of the workers were understandably tired, mm-hmm. but they're dressed like people from Star Wars. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of them are, you know, behind the counter talking about their lives. And, you know, one of them's, you know, Picking up some trash and like and dumping it, and, like, yeah. and you get a little bit of that like it's a it's a hard knock galaxy. <laughs> so you get like the excitement, and you get the like yeah. This is also like a this lived in place. Mm. It, it helped that it was baking hot. 
Sure. Uh, oh, yeah, for, yeah. Like, this is the real Star Wars experience. I yeah. think I'm going to burst into flames. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, we're definitely not out of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Anaheim in August. Get ready for Celebration 2020. Um, yeah. 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 Sorry. So that, just that mix of everything from the excitement to the, man, it's hard to get by. Hard to and get guys, by. Just, just a man trying to get <laughs> by in the universe. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, there, there's definitely this interesting relationship to me between the fantasy and the reality. Um do you think that going to these kinds of parks, these kinds of events, that the power of why they're so exciting is the idea that what used to be a fantasy can be physical reality? Like, I'm trying, I, I was thinking about this question in, in terms of trying to capture, why is it so cool to just see a giant actual size falcon and right. just go like, this fantasy that used to just exist on this two-dimensional screen yeah. is physically real in, in the world. And I can walk up to it and touch it, and I can take yeah. dumb photos in front of it, and that's the Falcon. The fantasy is physically real. Uh, look, I, I go back to when I popped into uh, I was at my friend's house, and I did the, the Battlefront two Battlefront 1 VR test, right? And you're, and you're flying an X-Wing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, VR makes me sick. And yeah. he's like, no, trust me, trust me. It'll be all right. And what blew me away was, again, in this cockpit, and I look around, I see the back of an X-Wing cockpit, and I'm like, I'm not like, what a cool game, what a cool, what an awesome design team. I say out loud, like, oh, this is what it's like. Yeah. That's, to have that come home, and so what you're describing, I mean, the Falcon's a character. Right. The Falcon's been in our life, so to 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 finally get to a point where it isn't some you know, crazy rich dude building a real Falcon in his backyard. <laughs> See, this man's amazing Falcon. It isn't, we don't get to all walk on movie sets. Yeah. Um, if we do, we'd cry like Kevin Smith probably. So to see it and to have it and to, to live in this nerd time, man. Yeah, that's that's powerful stuff because this is what we imagined as as children. And it, you didn't have to be our generation. You could be '90s. You could be early 2000s. Yeah. And I want to walk on the Mustafar. Yeah. Well, now you can if you get a chance to experience this VR game. Or, yeah. And who knows what else will come up on, on the yeah. edge? And I, I like to think that even if it's just on kind of a subliminal level that we can internalize that, that we can go somewhere and feel the heat of Mustafar, see the back of an X-Wing cockpit, see the Falcon and go, this thing that just used to be somebody's weird dream is real. Mm -hmm. I I would hope that we can get some of that joy is us internalizing whatever dumb dream I have. Mm -hmm. It's not just about recreating a genre pop culture thing we watch, but it's Mm -hmm. that, getting down to this deep idea of it's not stupid to dream. Mm. Maybe the things that I really, really want and dream of can become reality too. I can feel the same kind of joy of, you know, a kid going, you know, I always wanted to be a storyboard artist, Yeah, you know, and someday that it's going to be real, you know, and just connect to that same idea that it's worth it to dream. It's part of this core of Star Wars. Yeah. Worth it to dream, have your dreams. Also, uh, you're going to have to make some financial decisions in life. <laughs> I mean, really, it all connects, and it's just powerful. <clears throat> this is why we're here and why we come here every week to talk Star Wars. Yeah. We have that love of it, and, and uh, I can see it emanating from you just getting in those pictures again. Oh, like, man. They aren't just silly little photo ops. Like, I yeah. can see you're like, the fa- that's the Falcon. Yeah, I, have a, I held a lightsaber in front of the Falcon. That's <laughs> nuts. It's insanity. And I, I built that. that lightsaber. I love that. Uh, final just kind of fun question for our main topic if someone did uh, build another custom Star Wars land with a few specific locations from the actual films and you got to vote, 
where do you want to, what other Star Wars fantasy do you want to have a reality of walking through? I gotta tell you, I've been thinking about this. Like I, I said, I'll say again, Bright Tree Village would be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, at Disneyland, there's Tom Sawyer Island in the middle, and you go over there, you take a boat, and you, you know, a little raft, and you go on rope bridges and all those kind of things. I think you could recreate that. Yeah. And have a, you know, a rope swing, a rope bridge. Oh, yeah. Spinning throne, 3PO gets lifted in the air ride. Right. This is where you tell your sister the truth. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is where you confess things. Um, this is where you dance with an Ewok. Yeah. And I think that would be fun. Uh, but the other, other flip side, as I would like to go to Carson in the, in the, uh, was the Outlander bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Outlander if, Club. Yeah. The Outlander Club. If you got some bar, if you got to have a bar, that's not, not the cantina. Yeah. You know, I love scum. We have scum and villainy out here. They do a, a pretty good job of recreating parts of the cantina. Yeah. But I, I think that one is, uh, is more than one I want to experience. Okay, cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have two, I think, and they're both buildings. Um, I would love to walk through the Jedi temple. That would be just amazing yeah. to me to go up into that, that spire mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, have the opportunity to be uh, judged by Yoda stand there. That would be so cool. Wow. Uh, the other one for me is Bespin. Bespin is just so unique in its kind of art deco style and the, you know, some of those just like the exact look of those halls is almost as like deep and meaningful to me as like uh-huh. the halls of the Falcon and to just be able to walk through That's a, this really nice, really real world place. The Battlefront games have made made Bespin even more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To walk okay. through and see, like, oh, that beautiful Art Deco statue. But then there's blaster marks. What's happened Could here? Could you imagine going up an elevator? You know, you're next. Yeah, you and Sarah go up. <laughs> and come out. And then they have a bunch of, like, animatronic and human performers as Kiati Mundi, Mace Windu, Oparensis. Oh, my God. Just yeah. sitting there. Just to actually act, be oh, in the man. middle of and the Jedi. Ha- and they have to give you and Sarah a Jedi test. Yeah. Oh. Ship. A ship. A, cup, a ship. A <laughs> speeder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, would, and they right. turn up uh, the, the AC, so it is, it, is, it is a little cold, sir. Cold, sir. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, go to Bespin and have a, a dining with Vader experience. That'd be great. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But you oh. never get to eat. You, you just never go get in, to eat. <laughs> yeah. Doors and then after that, you're never heard from again. You whisked away. Fun. Fun. <laughs> wow. uh, that's a, a little look at Galaxy's Edge in specific and the idea of Star Wars in the real world in general. Star Wars is in the real world because we and others take it with us. Thank you, Joseph. I'm so glad you got to experience it. Yeah, I can't uh, wait uh, to hear about your experience. I can't wait for your little tips, but I'm also very respectful of the fact that you're like, no, no, you need, you Go I want you to experience yeah. this. And I think our listeners appreciate that as well. Speaking of listeners, we got questions from them, like this one from Carl Fox, who reached out on Twitter, and he says, so, the end of the Skywalker saga. Yet the title is deliberately about the Skywalkers rising. What gives? Are we being played <laughs> Could you see a scenario in which Disney says, just kidding, the Skywalker saga is only the beginning? Carl, love your passion. Great question. Uh, Joseph, I don't see this happening, but what do you, what do you, what do you think here? You think Carl's on to something? Yeah, I understand the temptation. Yeah. Uh, and like we've said before, I do think that the intent right now is legitimately to end the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now? Somebody else uh, running Disney, somebody else running Lucasfilm, Star Wars in a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe everybody will maybe will still be there. I think the Skywalkers might come back someday, but I think this is the end yeah. for now. Um, but no, I, I think that title Rise uh, of Skywalker is just 
my responsible speculation is it is about the idea or the legacy mm-hmm. of the Skywalker's rising. It could be that Kylo re-embraces his heritage, right. and it is that kind of thing. It could be that Ray literally takes name. I think there's a lot of different ways to interpret that. And then the rise thing to me, I trust that it's going to have meaning, yeah. but also from a practical uh, space, uh, JJ went went all in for the uh, R poetry, so yep. he did the return, the revenge, the rise, it, and it's a hard title because you want to have a title that is hopeful, but doesn't just let all the tension out of it. Can't just be victory of the Skywalker, yeah, right? yeah. because you still want to say like we don't know what's going to happen. Right. We assume that the good guys will win because it's going to be incredibly nihilistic if they don't. Yeah. But I think that's part of the what rise is about. Is it sounds hopeful and triumphant like return yeah it's return of the jedi not victory of the jedi so you can still have a little bit of that tension going in absolutely and and i think this idea of a theme or a theory and and this uh some of the things we've heard from the director and the performers of oh the title will make sense when you see the movie yeah well certainly but you know uh much like we spec who is the last jedi i think all that was kind of easier force awakens is here the rise of skywalker does really it's, it's, it's a wonderfully awkward title. Yeah. And, and I think there's going to be more meaning to it versus plot points and those kind of things. But again, I'm leaving it open because, you know, Kylo Ren whipping off his mask and going, I am Ben Solo of the Skywalker blood. Like, yeah. okay, I could see that happening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, yeah, it might be up for interpretation. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're being played. No, I don't I think, think people right. are being pretty sincere, but it, it's yeah. such a great uh, question, such a great thought. Thank you, Carl. And then we got this one on Twitter as well. Beep, beep on Twitter. <laughs> Who is your favorite character that only has one line? Mm. Mm. It's a hard one, isn't that it? That is very hard. Because a lot of characters have very few lines. Yeah. Some great background characters who have no lines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have potential answers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have yeah. one. All right. Because I'm trying to go off of a known, like, a known character. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, with uh, Hobby. Derek oh, Hobby yeah. Clicking. Two fighters against a Star Destroyer. <laughs> Great, quotation marks, line delivery, line yeah. read, and memorable. Yes. Uh, uh, pouty, full of doubt. Yeah. Come on, Hobby. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the game. So I'll go with him. All right. All right. Uh, strangely, both of my ideas are uh, from Empire as well. Okay. Uh, and one is Torin Far. I believe she only has the one line about right. the standby eye and control fire. And yeah. it's a well delivered line. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, and my other option would be uh, E3PO, the other protocol <laughs> droid, who just says, Ichuta. That's the winner, actually. <laughs> that is, if this is a Star Wars ranked episode. That would be the E3PO. Hall of Fame number one. E-truta. That is absolutely, yep, yep. A lot of choices, actually, when you break it down. Yeah. Thank you, Beep Beep. On Patreon, Eric Godette says, has anyone else ever found themselves slipping into a Star Wars character while doing everyday chores, or is it just me? I was just pressurizing the side of my house, and before you know it, I'm pretending to be a flame trooper. <laughs> when I hit the push start on my car, I can't help but think, punch it, chewy. All right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do this. All right. Uh, I think I've said this somewhere in the Knapsack Files. So I don't feel too embarrassed saying it. And I don't think I'm alone. Uh, I don't know if you... Have we talked about it? I'll get in my car. Yeah. Particularly at night. And I get on that freeway on-ramp. I am a like an A-wing or an X-wing or a TIE fighter heading into battle. Oh, yeah. And I have communications with the tower. I, I, I 
It is a battle. Yeah. And my final target is getting off and I release some proton torpedoes. <laughs> and we're heading home. Yeah. Uh, I think I've told you before, I used to always have rehearsals with a friend in Minneapolis. And then we were, when we were done with the rehearsals, I, I still had my uh, Ford Fairmont, the car that we both had as yes, our first car. That's right. It feels like the Falcon. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't look like much from the outside, oh, but boy. it's got it where it counts. Yeah. Uh, and we would, uh, oh, there was a place where the freeway would split. And I always felt like, oh, this is like in Return of the Jedi yeah. where I, I'm going to Dagobah or, you know, they're yeah. going off to the... Um, but my biggest one, many of these, many of these, and these are so fun, is because it's such a dumb one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I back my now car, my Toyota Yaris, out of the, the parking, mm-hmm. um, I need to, uh, of my parking garage, I need to lower the window in order to get a key to activate the door to get out of my okay. apartment. So I like moving my car at the same time that I'm hitting the activation button <laughs> because it feels like Luke starting to take off while the cockpit is still <laughs> moving. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's like, no. I'm getting, uh, it, there's just, there's a couple of those specific shots where the ship yep. is kind of new moving, moving already moving, but the cockpit is still closing. Love that. Yeah, I love, I absolutely love oh, doing that. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, there's so much, so much. Uh, Eric, yeah. you are not alone. And who hasn't had a lightsaber fight with a with a broom? <laughs> All right. Um, Ann H. says, hey, speculate responsibly time. People debate if uh, Kylo was lying in the throne room about Rey's parents. But what about Snoke? Do you believe Snoke is the person who forged a link between Rey and Kylo? Uh, Rey's vision of the Force Awakens made it seem like Kylo was reacting to her presence, like he could already see her or see her already. Uh, or is it that somehow Snoke knew about Rey long ago and forged the link at some unknown time? Interested to hear your thoughts in this season of speculation. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot there. I, I, yeah. Let's start with the throne room lie. Yeah. Or, no, not lie. Yeah. I still like to believe that that is the truth that Kylo saw. Mm-hmm in that he is using what, what he believes to be true to attempt to manipulate Ray. Yeah. So I think it's it's disingenuous that he's expecting her to respond to that truth that way, but I don't think he's lying myself. There's just looking on the way it's played by the actors and everything, uh, I, I believe it is it's that, the truth in his mind. And that he couldn't be in that moment. They are more intimately connected than anyone else, and they've ever had in their lives. Right? Yeah, that, that goes back to that interrogation scene in in Force Awakens, where he's in her mind, he invades her mind, and she fights back. Like, yeah, forget. I don't even worry about the Snoke connection. They yeah. are they are know each other so well. Yeah, and he knows that the, the a lie would not work. A lie would not work. Yeah. Whether or not he knows the whole story, we'll find out. Well, yeah, and he feels like he saw that in her mind, in her soul. So he is just saying something to her that you know is true, and and she seems to say, yeah. He saw her dreams, man. You know, you've been dreaming about that island. So now there's debate over, you know, Snoke. Does does he know who Rey is? Force Awakens is a couple times of like, a girl, who? What? Yeah. I do get that. Sometimes I get the sense of Kylo reacting to... What do you mean? What like when when the officer did? Yeah. Into, what, what girl? Yeah. But you know, I think over time, I, that's uh, my perception of that scene has changed. You know, um, where it gets a sense of they're kind of like I don't know. And the Snoke saying Skywalker, I assumed. Yeah. No, that means he didn't. To me, he he didn't see Ray coming. No, and he's he seems legitimately concerned in the Force Awakens when he says there has been an awakening, yeah. responding to Ray. Uh, beginning to open up to something herself when she's flying the Falcon. Mm-hmm. 
even mm-hmm. before she's really started to uh, uh, awaken. Yeah. In her force abilities. So yeah, I feel like there is this connection through the force between uh, Ray and Kylo. That is, if it is working the way we're kind of being told that Kylo is really accelerating the dark side and yeah. the light side, the force itself is like someone needs to meet him and it's this girl for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so that they have this kind of mystical connection and then fate and their choices are throwing them together so they're getting more and more intimate. Yeah. So I feel like what Snoke is telling us in The Last Jedi is true as well. We're just like, ooh, I want to get rid of this girl and yeah. Skywalker because I'm deeply afraid of the Jedi. Right. And anybody from the light side need to, needs to die. Here's a way to get her, to mm-hmm. get Kylo to bring her to me, is I'll create this uh, bridge between bridge. their minds. So I feel like there's yeah. already a connection, um, but it's sort of like, almost to me, like saying like, there are two people who deeply love each other. Yeah. And now I'm going to place a call between them, <laughs> you know, like that, that both things mm-hmm. are true. That, 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 yeah, both are true. Yeah, absolutely. When I, you know, that interrogation scene is an emotional connection. They use forces used, but they're not the ability to have these little you know, Skype calls. Yeah. They don't have. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's a little, I think you're absolutely right. He bridged their minds. I he placed the collect call <laughs> between the force users. Set you up on a date at Applebee's. <laughs> so a uh, lot there, there, a lot there that we're going to get some answers from and we'll see if it all syncs up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious. Much as I love Last Jedi uh, and, and Force Awakens, I, I want to see if they can bring this particular kind of questioning into, yeah. into a nice line. Bridge those films. Bridge those theories. Um, thank you, and Eric Beep Beep and Carl Fox. We appreciate your questions. If you want to reach out, well, here's how you can do it. You can reach out, uh, follow us on Twitter, Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. Like our Facebook page. Website is Force Center pod.podomatic.net tpublic.com slash user slash force center you want to represent force center go there get a shirt take a picture and we'll reshare the picture podcast available in a lot of different places podomatic iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google play stitcher tune in uh, uh spotify uh sometimes when we just link, uh, put out one link or two links or three doesn't mean that's the end so search if you're looking for us you're finding us uh on a place that you don't normally listen go to your favorite podcast spot and search if it's not there then let us know we'll try to get on it yeah um we're on youtube as well uh where we are adding some stuff uh in the coming weeks and on patreon yeah, yeah, we got our Patreon uh, continues to roll on. We are close still to getting that uh, new music for Star Wars ranked. Uh, so if you'd like to help us with that or just help us keep going in general, get more movie commentaries, all that kind of good stuff, go to patreon.com slash center. Absolutely. We got our own stuff we're working on. Uh, Joseph, uh, you got some shows coming up and a lot of things you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshot. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshot.com for uh, comedy albums, live shows, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my other podcast, Obsessed. Uh, and in particular, uh, if you're in L.A., I've got a show coming up this very Friday, a game night variety show, and I will also be at Dragon Con at the end of August, beginning of September, and looking forward to having some fun Star Wars times there. Absolutely. Maybe throwing back some jet juice with Alex and Molly. That's Star Wars right. Explained. Yeah, I will. Uh, that's going to be fun there. And if you want to uh, follow up on my adventures, follow me at Ken Napsok. Go to KenNapsok.com uh, on information on my book, Why We Love Star Wars, my other shows like Casterly Talk, The Napsok Files, The Afternoons, and appearances. Doing some stand-up soon, 
looking possibly like so Washington D.C. might be Ooh. doing some political commentary in the in the heart of politics there. Uh, and uh, also uh, uh, August twenty fourth, uh, Central Coast Film Society is showing uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. It's my hometown on my high school campus, and I will be there as part of that event. More information coming again. Go to KenAppsNet.com for more and all the appropriate links. We'll see you next time. Joseph and I, we're going to go separately now, play some Star Wars in the hallways <laughs> of our minds. We'll see you next time. This was Force Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.